Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JC Sportcast, and I'm back for another podcast for you guys today. Guys, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Leafs game day review. Um, some big news, some big, uh, you know, good news if you're a Leafs fan uh, after yesterday's game, but uh, we'll get into that. And as well as a lot of stuff going on with the WWE, uh, Mickey James uh, has spoken out a lot, so we'll get into that right away. So, to start things off here, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs won their game yesterday, 4-1 against um, the Montreal Canadiens. Now, it, it was it was in like it was a dominating victory. Uh, goals from Matthews, goals from Nylander, goals from Muzzin, and goals from Adam Brooks. Adam Brooks has played really well on the bottom six, but let's we'll get into that later. But after this win, this would clinch the Leafs uh, the first spot first place spot in the division as well as a playoff berth so good news if you're Lisa and you know you always have the home ice uh in the first two rounds so we'll have to see how things play out um I doubt they'll be bringing some fans back the NBA has talked about it you know maybe come playoff time they'll bring some fans back but I just don't think the state yeah that you know Toronto and Ontario is in right now but uh we'll have to see how things play out but Good win from the Leafs. Uh, you know, Nick Felino getting another point yesterday. Jack Campbell with another win, looking strong. And it looks like, you know, the Leafs are going to play the Montreal Canadiens in round one. So with the Vancouver Canucks, you know, losing 6-3 to the Ottawa Senators, it looks like you're going to have a Montreal-Toronto. You're going to have a Winnipeg-Edmonton now. A lot of people are saying, you know, the Canadians, can they beat Toronto? Are they better than Toronto throughout the f- beginning of the season, the first half of the, like, you know, the beginning? Now we get on to the second half to this season, uh, to, of the season. Um, Montreal's looked weak. The goaltendings look weak. You know, the offensive, the superstars that they've been claiming, you know, Nick Suzuki, Coach Niemi, a lot of those guys have cooled down a lot. Um, not, that's not knocking on the Canadians. You know, they're a good young team, but I just don't think they're on the level of the Toronto Maple Leafs are right now. I think they're, you know, they're in the early stages of their superstars becoming superstars. No doubt, you know, in two, three years' time, they're going to be legit Stanley Cup threats. you got the good defensive pairing. you got Weber, Petrie. You know, you've still got Carey Price. He's Carey Price. You know, you can't sleep on Carey Price. And uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg, you know, um, Connor McDavid. Is Connor McDavid going to hit 100 points? I believe he had only an assist yesterday, if I double-check that. So it doesn't look like he will get it. But uh, he did have, okay, so he did have two assists yesterday. Sorry, three assists yesterday. So that would be, you know, that's huge. That's uh, 84 points now. He needs 16 points in nine games. Is, if he hits it, I mean, that would be ridiculous. But I think it's, I think it's a, a landslide. Uh, maybe 95 is my guess, 95, 96. Maybe it's 97 for 97 McDavid, but um, we'll see. The Leafs look like, you know, the strongest team in the division. Um, I do think Leafs and Edmonton would be in the second round based on, you know, how the Edmonton Oilers have been playing as of late. Uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg is a tough, tough division, or sorry, a tough matchup. But we'll have to see, you know, they've got Connor McDavid, their offense is rolling. Their goaltending is really good right now. And and I've seen Winnipeg, um, Mark Scheifele being benched for like 17 minutes against the Leafs. I don't know what was up with that. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois has not looked really good as a, as a Winnipeg Jet. Uh, Helly, the goalie, is slightly cooled down a bit, you could say. Uh, he's not playing as he was playing, but I'd still give him a top three goaltender in this league, but we'll have to see how things play out with that. Um, now, 
um, the Leafs did trade for uh, at the trade deadline. Riley Nash. Uh, Riley Nash did skate uh, for Thursday's morning practice. He's wearing number 20. So, you know, this is a good move also to get back to that because um, in playoffs, you know, there's no, there's no cap hit. So players on LTIR, you can just take them off and insert them in the lineup like they did last year with Andres Janssen. You can do the same thing with Riley Nash, you know, plug him in on the fourth line. He's got the chemistry with Felino. Someone goes down, you've got Nash, you've got, you know, Patan. It's a lot of good players, you know, Nick Robertson that you can just throw in. So I like how the Leafs have done moves like this, you know, brought in a lot of good depth players. Just in case someone goes down, you've got the you got the extra players. Uh, they've done that on the offense side. They've done that on the defensive side. And they've also done that on the goaltending. So I'd give them the edge in this division. Um, you know, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews did score yesterday. He That's 35 for the season. Again, I don't think he's going to hit 50. I think low 40s to 45 is an honest prediction. You know, maybe 41, 42, but we'll have to see. Uh, they've got the Vancouver Canucks today and Saturday. Canucks have looked really, really shaky as of late, but we'll have to see. Canucks do have, you know, this the series lead on the Maple Leafs this year, but we'll have to see with uh, Brain Holtby and David Riddick playing. So I'm looking forward to seeing David Riddick. Um, this would be the Canucks' five straight wins against Toronto this year. So we'll have to see how things go, but I hope David Riddick has a good game. Um, I like Joe Thornton, you know, when, when he was asked about the Leafs getting the first spot, you know, getting into the playoffs. And he said, this is just step one. And he's right. Um, there's no reason to celebrate about this. Yeah. Maybe a bit, but the job's not finished. Uh, the job's not finished. The real job starts in the playoff times. Let's win a series. Haven't won since 04. Let's win a playoff series. Let's get out of our division and let's go. You know, it would be the conference finals. Let's go to the conference finals and see what we can do from there. Now on to the um, wrestling side of things, guys. Um, Mickey James has talked about, you know, ageism she experienced in WWE. So I'm going to read out what she said. I think the small money mentality sometimes leads to thoughtless behavior especially for me to be constantly presented as old when I'm 41 and every single male champion has always been my same age or older and been, has been glorified for those reasons as they should be. They're amazing. But what, why is it different for a woman? Why is it different for me? Ageism is a real thing and it's blank. So I do feel her Mickey James. She's right. If you look at guys like, you know, that have been the champion last few years, She's right. A lot of people have been the champion at 40s. You know, The Rock was the champion at one point. You know, John Cena towards the end of his career. You know, Randy Orton was just champion. He's closing in on 40. So I do think she's right. I do think she's right. Uh, she was presented as like an old veteran. And she's right. Um, she did go on to reveal that McMahon called her, apologized for the trash bag incident. And she said, he called me on the phone to apologize and let me know that this isn't what he thought of me. I tagged Vince in that tweet because he needs to know because there's a lot of stuff that happens under his nose that is completely oblivious to because he's running a multi-billion dollar company, which she's right. Um, she also did go on to state that the person that did treat her poorly is still there. Now, a lot of speculated, is it Bruce Pritchard? It may be because a lot of people in the past this came out and said the same thing. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for WWE to clear out some of the execs that they've had, you know, a lot of yes men, uh, CM Punk said, 
but <laughs> it's time to clear out some of the yes men. I think the product is suffering. Uh, it's suffering at an all-time high right now. So this would be the perfect opportunity, you know, change things up, get some new creative minds. You know, I heard Jason Jordan got a uh, promotion and he's been booking matches. If you can see like after matches, they say who's producing each matches. He produced the Women's Royal Rumble. You know, my, uh, Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd's been doing an amazing jobs producing matches. He produced, like, you know, the Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble. He produced, the, um, I believe he produced the Triple Threat match at WrestleMania as well. He was involved, which was a great match. So guys like that should be getting pushed up. You know, Paul Heyman, Triple H, get more, try things out. You know, this is a, a pandemic right now. There's no fans. I've heard that, yeah, maybe they want to get some fans back, but this will be the perfect opportunity to try things out, try something new. If it doesn't go well, okay, it doesn't go well. But I think this is the opportunity to try things out because of what is happening. The tanking and ratings, you know, especially on the Raw side. Feel SmackDown is, is, is not that great, but it's better than Raw. Like it's, it has ups and downs, but Smack, Raw does not have many ups. Uh, just like last week, a lot of childish segments you know it doesn't, it doesn't bring it just makes wrestling seem like childish um it's i just don't appreciate what they're doing with wwe right now i think that it's time to just change things up change things up it's been time for a while and um this would be the perfect opportunity now finally to conclude on this um the daniel bryan it's rumored that if he does lose cleanly he will move to a different brand, let it be, you know, Raw or NXT. Now, if I'm Daniel Bryan and um, I have a say in this, I go to NXT. He's never been to NXT. The ratings have been going on NXT. Daniel Bryan can bolster them. Uh, Pete Dunne has claimed that he's the best technical wrestler. You know, you right, over, right there, you can have a nice little storyline, nice little few, nice little takeover match with Pete Dunne and Daniel Bryan. Pete Dunne doesn't have, like, you know, much going on right now. So that would be a perfect opportunity to slide Brian in there, but we'll see. And uh, as well as on the Raw side of things, what could he do? Could he go after Bobby Lashley in the WWE Championship? Could he go after Randy Orton? Uh, the Fiend, I mean, he, you've already done that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've already done it with Orton. So I don't think Raw would make sense. I think you either do a messy finish, he keeps his job, or clean loss and he does go to nxt i think those are the two only options um and yeah based on wwe scrapping friday's universal title matches by saying if brian loses he'll be banished from smackdown speculation is daniel Bryan will lose and move on to another brand makes sense i think nxt or you know a messy finish gets Cesaro involved he stays on smackdown but we'll have to see how things play out tomorrow and uh thank you guys for listening today uh, i'll have another one tomorrow um go leaves go clinch the playoff spot number one seed let's see what happens with Daniel Bryan thank you guys for listening I'll see you soon